0: Listeners, welcome to another footnote episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast. I'm Alex Sargent.
1: And I'm a continually transforming Chris Holiday.
0: Well, yes, indeed. Transforming before my very eyes. And you're going to about to transform yourself into an expert on morphing, Chris. Right. Um, morphing is a term that we just talked about in the previous episode. Um, it's, a, it's a key concept within, uh, I guess, the grammar or the, or the technical language you should describe, particularly digital technology. But I suspect mm. you can probably talk about it in other Forms. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people have offered some interesting ideas on on the kind of political and aesthetic dimensions of morphing. So let's uh, let's get going, shall we? I'll start the timer. So first thing is obviously we're talking about the small claymation <laughs> character from uh, Ardman, right? Yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: that's that's the situation as I understand yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we were t- we were talking about whether to call this metamorphosis or morphing, and and actually I suppose metamorph. morph, indeed. Well, uh-huh. yes, but metamorphosis feels like. an an adjective to describe a process, whereas almost the the morph has become... um has become a sort of now, a noun to describe a set of often kind of characters that are embedded within uh, what Vivian Sobshak in a recent book calls the culture of quick change so she, she edited a book um, essentially around visual transformation in the year 2000 which was looking back over Hollywood cinema well media culture but with a few examples drawn from Hollywood cinema and basically argues that the morph is a unique object that has sort of gained prominence Um, within visual culture often at the hand sort of fatigue but the, the the role of the digital in creating a series of images that are unstable that are open to change that as I said are embedded within this culture of quick of quick change so it's not hard to find examples of digital technology that has enabled a process of metamorphosis so our objects figures human characters often transforming into other states of being Um, so that's what i would understand as the the morph this is this is a character who is who is morphing from one state to another now there are lots of other things one could say i think one is historical one could go back to our episode on plasmaticness and talk about the relationship that plasmatic fluid flexible bodies have in relation to more concrete states states of, of being so plasmaticness is a process of transformation and, and metamorphosis i would say so there's an element of that one is obviously the technological element that digital technology has enabled kind of a pristine illusionism or a more convincing way of articulating morph so um, again I guess going to loads of fantasy movies there are fantasy movies mm-hmm. that involve this as a kind of visual effect sure. um, a, a, a changing of state a disintegration a transgression of of what we understand as physically possible the boundaries of you know realism so there's something kind of political and transgressive about about the, the, the morph
0: I wonder if because it's often linked with CGI and, and yeah. VFX, it seems to be sort of particularly um, present there. Yeah. The difference between, at least me as a, as a lay person observing these these phenomenons and the plasmaticness of, of the rubber hosing of the Mickey Mouses that we've talked about before, is that one, there's there's an implied stability in the morph still, which I think might speak more to contemporary politics, which is like, it's not a, it's like plasmaticness, freedom freedom from once an allotted form. Yeah. This is not freedom from any form. It's the ability to move from one form to yeah. another. Yes. Um, so I think there's that to flag up. And then the other thing to flag up is it's done in a in, in an oddly photorealistic register, almost as if the morph could be photographed, or there's a fantasy that the morph could be somehow made on camera. Yeah. So I don't know, <coughs> does any of that chime with... Um, the way you've, it, people conceptualise yeah. and things like, that. I'm thinking of like the Michael Jackson black and white music video right or um, he's pointing at his I wrote, I wrote
1: do you know what I wrote that I wrote that down um, depending on when this when this comes out yeah the Willow so Willow when we talked in in the Willow podcast yeah. about um, the digital morph I wrote down so three years later so Willow's 1988 three years later you have Michael Jackson's black and white um, music video from the Dangerous album released in 1991-92 that sort of time and that, you, that culminates in a series of digital morphs that plays across um, racial identity markets. So moving between um, black women, white women, black men, white men, continually sure. flowing. And, and you're right, that the, the, the photorealism or the realistic properties of afforded by digital technology have meant that there is a fluency or fluidity between different kind of states of being. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why Sobshack, and, and who edited this book on the, on the morph, um, is talking about the year so even the first, so the first chapter by kevin fisher is you know there is a history of the morph but we are talking about it today because digital technology has enabled these continually transforming um s- s- continually transforming states of being but almost in a way that each being is fixed it's the process that's 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 unstable, whereas you're right, in plasmaticness, the whole body is always primed, yeah. ready for transformation. But I think in the case of The Morph um, and a film like Terminator 2, Judgment Day, where The Morph is the defining principle of that of that half-human, half, or half-human-looking, liquid-metal-style character, sure. um, he has moments of stability. It's the process that's fluid, where you're right that cell-animated characters always seem to be potentially...
0: Is there something, like, isn't it something perhaps about the politics of our time versus the politics of, say, like Eisenstein's time there, then? I don't, I'm really just... I, like I, don't know. Now. I don't know. So, like, know. Eisenstein is trying to articulate a kind of Marxist, utopian, classless future where we're all living in... Um, in <laughs> plasmatic in, harmony. Yeah, plasmatic yeah, harmony, yeah. which, after the after the last 100 years of history, seem, seems an impossible ludicrousy now, right? So now yeah. what we seem to have is... Um, a, a desire or an articulation of transformation but the transformation can't be beyond some kind of fixed identity but you at least have the freedom to select that identity for yourself so like you know like if this is not post-racial black and white isn't post-racial that kind of naff bit where he turns where the, the character morphs into it's all black, the different races it's it's white it's you can pick whichever race you want mm. um, but those
1: are stable enough Yes. Those are states. Yeah. It's
0: not the concept of race that we will destabilize, it's your own individuality within that. You know, you're black or white. Doesn't matter if you're black or white, but you're definitely one of them. Um, you <laughs> well, know, I, I um, think there's a
1: and again, I'm 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 So de- it's our
0: you know what's we, we're no longer able to imagine a a system of identity politics outside the societal norm, so to speak. Yes. Right? So the so the game becomes um, the enabling politics become what label do I wish to identify with, rather than are these labels useful anymore?
1: Yeah, I, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a spectre looming large over this discussion that I that I'm not the person to talk about, um, and that's the notion of queerness, of, sure, of sure, queer sure, sure, kind sure. of queer states of being, and, and plasmaticness as a, a perhaps an early indication of animations ontology as a, as a queer medium, its ability to kind of transgress and and destabilise and, and fragment and so forth. There's also kind of definitions of queerness, you know, live, living outside normative structures, occupying non-normative spaces, defined through mobility, defined through transformation, defined through mo- performativity. One could argue that the, the morph is a sort of... I was going to say that the morph um, or process of morphing is to engage in a visualising of of queerness because it's about your ability to um, mutate is the wrong word, but to... But to perform and and, and embrace to, yeah, to, uh, but to, embra- to embrace transformation. It's yeah, that, it's that's But uh, I mean, I'm sort of interested in what you say about the black and black and white video, where that is. So that's '91. So that's that's 30 years ago. Yes, and it, that feels a little bit a little bit more rigid than the the tech, as you say, a little bit more rigid than the technology is sort of seeming to suggest. Actually, we we have multiple identities, and I think that's the difference between diversity and sort of. A kind of a queer state of being which is a little bit more radical a little bit more violent it's it's sort of connected to processes of decolonization we need to kind of rethink the way that we think about things rather than just the black or white music video which is a series of of people of different races and ethnicities but you could be any one of those but as long as you are one of them I guess is what you're saying whereas I feel like the, the there's lots of I suppose there's not a lot more work that I can't do and i'm not placed to do but thinking about the role of mobility and movement and transformation in relation to queerness and also in relation to in relation to animation but also in relation to the morph as a as a as a a queer as a queer state or as a site of queering let's say um so i think there's lots of things the morph entails a lot of different different things
0: Listeners, I've been doing that in about four episodes now, but you only heard one of them. So, um, God bless my ears. Oh, the cough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry for the coughing. Yes, great. Yeah, I think that was a really useful um, summary. Yeah, I think it. it, it, Yeah, it. it, So it represents visually and experientially a lot of political discourses that are going on, sort of, you know, as debates. So, if people want to read more about the morph.
1: Okay. Um, where can they go? Okay, uh, so one is big and one is small. The the, the the big one is, I think, I go to it a lot, but Paul Wells' Understanding Animation has a section on metamorphosis generally and talks about metamorphosis and the ability to morph as uni- not only unique to the animated form, but as the constituent core of animation itself. So that's from 1998. And then a couple of years later, uh, Vivian Sobchak's edited collection *Metamorphing: Visual Transformation and the Culture of Quick Change*. So I think that's a that's a more up-to-date, even though it's kind of a couple of decades old. There's a lot in there, a edited collection around the history of the morph, um, and also representing contemporary visual culture with a bit of technology thrown in it as well. There's also a couple of other blog posts, um, definitely on our on our website that talk yeah. about kind of. Um, Queerness and queer theory that might be really useful to to access some of the things we're saying about morphing.
0: Absolutely great. Sounds good. Okay, well, thanks very much, Chris. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, If you've got a suggestion for a future Footnote episode, you can email us at fananimresearch, F-A-N-A-N-I-M, research at gmail.com, and you can use the same handle uh, on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to get in touch with us. Um, The website is fantasy-animation.org, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.